Empire. Deal back to Hachimura. Um, first off, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. It was more just shocking to hear from him and understanding that he gets the most assist for me and the most spoon-fed baskets ever. You know, the culture is actually damn good. To sit up there and to say you don't have a culture problem in the nation's capital, everything about the organization points to a culture issue. One guy took his in another guy's shoe. A little pissed off about it, but I know how I am. I was kind of expecting it. It's disrespectful. It was like Eric Killmonger going for total domination. What's up, is mine? We're not going to be fucking sunk this year with the Stanley Cup champions! This podcast is all over social media, so follow us on Twitter at Beltway Bro Pod, Instagram at Beltway underscore sports underscore bros underscore podcast. Also, the Facebook group, just search Beltway Sports Bros Podcast. And you can also find us at BeltwaySportsBros.com. There's a podcast player right on the front page. If someone you know doesn't want to or know how to download a podcast app or even knows what a podcast is, just tell them to go to the website and hit play. Simple as that. Thank you for joining us today on our first Monday back in quite some time, Noel. Yeah. We are the Beltway Sports Bros. I'm Matt Vizana, and as always, my brother, Noel. Please do us a favor and rate, review, and subscribe. It's 100% free. This is a huge help to us. Five-star ratings are also really important, specifically on Apple Podcasts. You know, maybe one day we'll get an advertiser, make some money off this fucking thing. (laughs) A quick three-second review is always appreciated, so please do that. Also, please check out us on the Podcast DC app, the new local app with hundreds of options and local news, health, all covering the DMV region. Download the Podcast DC app to hear all of Empire's shows as well as the other great content. There you go. You know, Bram puts a gun in my head on that one, Noel. I have to say that every time. Hey, man, you get what you pay for. Yeah. Still trying to figure out. Still trying to figure out what that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I wanted to mention before we get started, in case you didn't listen to our last show, which, you know, how dare you? It's our one year anniversary, for God's sakes. But I mean, if you're going to listen to any of them, you would think it'd be that. But we mentioned that we are going back to our old schedule of three days a week. Wanted to mention a small caveat to that. I guess you could call it a new format, I guess. I don't know. But the shows on uh, Mondays and Wednesdays are going to be on the shorter side, like today. But the Friday show format will remain the same, the one that you've all grown to love and expect from the Beltway Sports Bros. You know, those fucking marathon episodes that Noel loves so much. I do, uh, (laughs) because I don't have to edit them. (laughs) Yeah, imagine that. But uh, top fives, occasional guests, etc. So... We'll have those in in full effect on Friday. But, you know, everybody's going back to work, right? You know, you have their commutes, 20, 30 minutes, whatever it might be. Yeah, it's going to be the same shit. It's just going to be split. Mondays and Wednesdays are going to be split. We're still same content. You're still going to be able to hear us two idiots. It's just you get an extra day of it. So enjoy. (laughs) Or try to, at least. Just want to set expectations. So I know I'm going to get some questions about this. Why the fuck's this show so short? Blah, blah, blah. That's why. So fuck off if you have a problem with that. There you go. Anyway. <laughs> All right, let's get to it. So before uh, we get to the main course here, there was some news that came out on Friday regarding training camp, NFL training camp specifically. It was confirmed that Washington will return to Richmond, Virginia for at least one more season. There was a lot of unknowns there and it didn't actually look like it was going to happen, but I guess they worked out a deal. If you remember, the team's original agreement with the city of Richmond 
was that the city paid them $500,000 to have two weeks of training camp there. And they paid $13.8 million up front because the practice facility costs and among other things. I think the practice facility cost like $10 million right out the gate. It's not that impressive either, by the way. So I don't know who they paid that to. But now um, Richmond is out of the terrible contract they agreed to with Bruce Allen. Lost millions of dollars, the city, and and things have turned a bit at this point. And Washington is now paying Richmond $100,000 to use their facilities. But now only for one week, and the second week of training camp will be back in Ashburn. I found it kind of interesting because this is kind of like an olive branch, I think, to the city of Richmond by Washington. You know, it's like, oh, we don't have scumbags running this team anymore. I know we've been raping you straight in the ass the last eight years. And, um, you know, (laughs) we'll do something nice here. We'll throw you a week. Hey, honestly, I, I didn't even think about it until I saw the article. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, they did screw over Richmond. So for me, the facility was, I wasn't too impressed with it anyway. I don't think Washington is either. They're lucky to get the week back, to be honest with you. Good for them. Throw them $100,000 and they get the revenue in town for people that are coming in. They'll pack the place for a week and then via con Dios. Well, that was the problem. They didn't pack the place and that's why they lost millions upon millions of dollars. No, I'm saying this year they probably will because nobody was able to go. I personally think that. And Washington is trying to get a little PR here. Well done. And as long as I can go... And as long as it's manageable for me to get there, I really don't give a shit if they do it on the moon. Well, the moon would be pretty tough, but... Um, get some serious ups, though. <laughs> <laughs> Dustin Hopkins could bomb some field goals oh, on that bad man. boy, you know? Yeah. What's up? It's Mike Jones from the Football Jones Podcast. I know you're enjoying your time with the Beltway Sports Bros, but once you're done, I wanted to invite you to come over and check out my podcast. Each week, we take a deep dive into some of the most pressing topics around the NFL high-profile guests from the coach, player, and front office ranks, as well as the top league insiders. Check out the Football Jones Podcast, another fine product brought to you by Empire Media. Sick of competing against thousands of professional bettors with algorithms? What about spending all day analyzing salary caps and lineups using other daily fantasy sites? Then you should try Monkey Knife Fight. Amazing name, by the way. I've used most, if not all, the other sites, and trust me, I just stop because I don't have time to put all that work in. MKF is easy to play. MKF offers all of the major sports, plus UFC, golf, esports, soccer, college basketball, NASCAR. You can pretty much bet on anything your little heart desires. MKF offers fun contests that are super easy to play. For example, there's a game called More or Less. Simply pick more or less on different player props. Think Patrick Mahomes. Will he go over his 288.5 yard number? Select more. Think Lamar Jackson. Will he stay under his 212.5 yard number? Select less. Get both right and win. Simple, right? We're getting old. The less we have to think about, the better. I've been using this site personally for the last few months, and it's so user-friendly. And honestly, it's made me actually care about what happened in, for example, the Rockets Magic game the other night. Quite possibly the least interesting game in the NBA this year. So go to monkeyknifefight.com and use our promo code BELTWAY, and you get a free $5 game just for signing up. No strings attached, I promise. You also get a first-time depositor bonus, which they cover 100%. Deposit $10, you get $10 free. Deposit $100, you get $100 free. This offer is not going to last long, so tap the link in the episode description and sign up, again, using our promo code BELTWAY. So easy, even a drunk monkey could do it. So moving on, uh, the last episode, we discussed Chase Young not attending a single practice the last two weeks at OTAs. 
But, you know, let's flip the script a little bit because we weren't very happy about that whole situation. But let's I think. Let's talk about the people that were there. That were there. That are fighting every day. <laughs> And specifically, the new additions on offense and what stood out. Some quotes, things like that, that I'm sure is interesting to some. If if you're listening to the show, you probably follow this type of stuff. And you may not. I don't know. But you may just um, listen to it because you're Personally, mom or Personally, for OTAs for me are completely worthless. Everybody's rah-rah. Yes, it's football. Yes, it's Washington football. Excited about it. But every team's undefeated right now and everybody's excited and everybody's a well-oiled machine and everybody's gonna win the super bowl everybody's got a chance so i take everything they say with a grain of salt and we talk about it and it's it's fun because it's washington football that's it it used to get me excited many moons ago right i used to believe these quotes used to believe i was like oh my god this is the year we're gonna do it yeah As we know, it hasn't gone so well the last 20 years or so. So, you know, let's just uh, take it as it is. But some things that you can point to that are good signs, at least, right? Let's start with Scott Turner, for instance, Washington offensive coordinator, of course. Hey, Norville's there, too. Have you noticed? Yeah. He's picking his brain. He's there every day watching film with him. Baby Norv. He's always learning something from Norville. He's trying to push him out for one last hurrah. (laughs) Gets his own son fired. You can see that. But he spoke to media, Scott Turner, I mean, spoke to media last week and said, quote, we added a lot of talent to the roster. That's always been the goal. We'll continue to work the scheme around the players we have. We have a lot of work to do to figure out what and who we want to be, end quote. That kind of makes me happy. Again, could be lip service, of course. But I think Scott Turner kind of proved last year that he does work around the talent or lack thereof, I guess, last year that he has on this offense. This is being his second year. You would hope he would grow. He obviously has more talent on this roster. So I hope he's serious about it and wanting to use the talent that he has and put them in proper locations because we know for five or six years of Jay Gruden, that just wasn't the case. No, absolutely. I think they've brought in more speed. I think they've brought in more athletes that can play multiple positions, variety. Um, I mean, that's one of the reasons probably they got rid of Adrian Peterson last year is because... Which you were so angry about. They didn't want to... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> go into that mold of just certain scenarios is the only thing that they can play. So he's got a plethora of fast, athletic, young guys that you don't know where they're going to be on the defensive side if you're playing against them and they have to be on their toes. And I think that's what he wants to experiment with. Yeah. And it seems that Scott Turner, like you mentioned, they got speed. They've got a lot of flexibility with the types of free agents and, and rookies that they've brought in. So he was talking about Curtis Samuel, who obviously he coached with the Panthers a little bit differently than what they did last year. But Scott Turner said, quote, they, meaning the Panthers, handed him the ball a little bit more. And that's something he can do, not just be a wide receiver, but use as a running back. He can play all over the field, whether it's inside, outside, in the backfield, in motion. These are things he does, which is everything, end quote. Yeah, that's what I think the plan was with Gibson to a certain extent, even Steve Sims was something that they thought contemplated at one point in time. Now he's probably not even going to make the fucking team. But I mean, Curtis Samuels fits that mold. He can toss him the ball out of the backfield. Whatever it is that they need him to do, throw him in the slot, throw him long. He just needs to work a little bit like uh, I think Scott Turner also said. He just needs to work a little bit more on his deep ball. But beyond that, he's got a variety of things that he can do. And as an offensive coordinator, you got to bring out the strengths of your club. I mean, shit, what the hell else are you there to do? Tell Jay Gruden that. No, 
I completely agree. But, I mean, <laughs> as Scott Turner now, I mean, he brought this guy in. He's familiar with Samuel to a certain extent. Do what you do with him. Watch what they did with him in Carolina last year. I'm glad that they thought that they could use him in that manner. And there's other guys that they can use in that manner as well that they've brought in. And that makes them dangerous. And on paper, hypothetically at least, you know, with the, the flexibility that they have and position flex, as Ron Rivera likes to say. And you can see that across the roster. You know, it's just guys that can kind of jump in. And I remember I was talking about it, it kind of made me nervous. I was like, I'd rather have somebody that's good at one thing than that can do five things. Because inevitably, you're not going to be as effective. No, look, and you're absolutely right. It's do you want to have a grade A guy at one particular thing? Or do you want to have a grade B minus guy at everything or a C at everything? So for this, what I personally believe that Washington is trying to do here is create like a mini Kansas City. You just have guys that can spread. You bring guys in on different downs. They're like, holy shit, they have to maneuver. They have to play in a nickel package or whatever it is to counter all this speed you have on the field. And you're going to have to match up with these guys, almost like a basketball game. And the unpredictability, because they can do a bunch of different things. Right. And that's what I think they're trying to accomplish here. Can it happen? Remains to be seen. In OTAs, it can. (laughs) When you don't have pads on and guys are flying all over the place, good job. you know. But we'll see if these guys can hold up. and, And like I said, they had ideas for other guys last year going back to Steve Sims, that didn't pan out. He has a plethora of speed. The guy's fast as shit. We were, to a certain extent, fans of the guy at the time where he was the most athletic wide receiver that they had, minus Terry McLaurin. So we'll see. At this point in time, it sounds good on paper, right? Right. So we just have to wait and see and, and how training camp plays out preseason, so on and so forth. Agreed. Speaking of wide receivers, Terry McLaurin, which you mentioned, continues to give glowing reviews of Ryan Fitzpatrick, saying, quote, he puts an emphasis on really being in communication with the receivers. That's not just me. I've seen him communicate with just about every receiver on the roster right now, just about what they're thinking with this route, what they're thinking with this leverage. I think that's very important to do with this part in the season because you want to try to start making that connection early, end quote. So, Nobody ever has a bad thing to say about Ryan Fitzpatrick, it seems like. He's just a fun-loving guy, keeps the huddle loose. And contrary to what Chase Young thinks, coming in and obviously Terry McLaurin thinks that these are important. And I think, you know, with wide receiver quarterback, especially a new quarterback coming in, which he's very accustomed to at this point. But um, (laughs) but, um, I think building that camaraderie, learning how to uh, picking up on a guy's speed, what they can do, what they can't do, what you should do. I think OTAs and minicamp, probably the the quarterback wide receiver, getting them on the same page is probably the most important of all of them. It's really the only thing there is. If a D-back can cover the receiver and what type of speed these guys have to track guys and things of that nature. But with Fitzpatrick in the huddle, this is a young ball club. Mm-hmm. And he's coming in as the gunslinging savvy veteran. He's keeping the guys loose. And that's just as important as building that chemistry. Now, he's a worker. He gets down to work. He gets pissed off on a bad play just like everybody does. He's not a complete clown. And I think he, <laughs> he has a form of credibility when he gets in the huddle and he knows how to run one. Okay, you've got hard-nosed guys like Del Rio, Rivera, this, that, and the other guys that are all over these young guys on a regular basis. And then you have this older quarterback with this big-ass beard that comes in. He's like, guys, 
Let's just go out there and have some fun. <laughs> Rolls in with his, with his Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> you, right. And when you have this, these coaches that are, you know, these grizzled linebacker guys that are always nuts all the time, you need that calming thing about that fun-loving guy that can just bring these guys back down to earth, especially after they make a shitty play. It's imperative. Well, how happy must McLaurin be, though? I'm sure that he's every this is his third year, but every year he's like, who the fuck's going to be my quarterback? I'm sure he thought Dwayne Haskins was last year, but it's got to be nice for him. And and considering how productive he's been working with 850 quarterbacks the last two years, I mean, he's got to be like eating this thing up. Anything this guy says, he's just soaking it in. Oh, it's got to be so refreshing for him. Because even with Alex Smith, the injury happened. Then he came back and Alex was basically coming in probably head on a swivel only thinking about himself and making sure he made the right play let alone what the fuck Terry and making Terry feel comfortable and the rest of the receiving yeah. core this guy's coming in like I said comfortable in his own skin and it shows to the players that nobody that Terry McLaurin has been in the huddle with has been comfortable they've all been looking no. over their shoulder they're all coming off an injury they're all carouseled at the quarterback position this guy's coming in knowing who the fuck he is and that's worth yep. its weight in gold i know the chemistry needs to be there and all that but i think when terry's talking that's a serious confidence booster to him to know he's got a guy that's coming in there and is a no-nonsense guy and is going to come in and be a professional and let these guys loose that's absolutely fun for him yeah, and we shall see how that no, one goes, you know? Shit, hell. <laughs> who knows if Fitzpatrick will even be the starter? Who knows? Heineke after... Pack it on 15 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> right? Who the hell knows? That's why... This is all talk. And I love talking about Washington all day long, but sometimes I hate speaking in hypotheticals. Believe me, I hope the Fitzpatrick thing works out. Because if it doesn't, then we're back right at square one again. And with the Heineke thing... Right now, the news on him is getting busted in the eye so, <laughs> and the weight he put on. I mean, when news comes out and he shows up at a press conference with a big-ass bandage on his face and has to explain that, there ain't a whole hell of a lot going on. With the crimson mask at OTAs. Yeah. Who would have ever saw that coming? Um, so, so, going from the wide receivers to the offensive line here, obviously there's been a lot it's of... It's all an offensive show, Matt. All offensive... The whole thing with getting rid of Christian and uh, Moses, you got Sam Cosme. Obviously, he was at rookie minicamp before, and and I guess they saw what they needed to see out of him because that's when Moses was kicked to the curb, and Christian for that matter. But this is moving on to OTAs. He's still turning heads, this Sam Cosme character. One guy who tends to be a man of few words even was surprised himself. So when Cosme joined Brandon Sheriff in the weight room, he was asked about this at another media session, and he said, quote, I said, holy shit, where'd that guy come from? He's strong, and today he showed off his speed, too. That's about as excited as you'll ever see Brandon Sheriff. That's about as much as you're going to get, man. <laughs> Actually, I, I cut the part out. He apologized for saying shit, and he said shit. that he... <laughs> And then he went through and said, like, golly gee, you know, something like that. I mean, he is a Midwestern boy after all, you know. But he loves murdering defenseless animals. And, yeah. But yeah, he hey. can't curse, you know. It's they a don't understand English, so he doesn't have to <laughs> apologize to an animal. <laughs> but, man, if you could get that type. And we talked about this off the air before, after Moses was released. Where's Sheriff's head going to be at? 
because they're buddy buddy man they best live and die friends. together best yeah. of friends so for him to come out and make a comment like that about Cosme when Sheriff doesn't usually make a whole hell of a lot of comments to begin with quite possibly the weight. most boring interview that oh you'll ever God. hear paint horrible. dry I'd rather watch paint dry you want to talk about dry toast holy shit <laughs> you've been called that before called I've been called mistake. that I cannot believe <laughs> I mean you know I know I think I'm the shit but come on I'm not dry toast I think there was a misunderstanding Noel I, yeah, I don't think fuck this, her um... <laughs> well, we won't get into all that we got a short show today Noel so we're maybe Friday <laughs> But yeah, going back to this, that holds weight coming from him. Now, if he was a guy that blabbed all the time, I, I wouldn't even take it as anything. But coming from him, I'm feeling better about that right side of the line if Cosby's the one. Well, at the very least, he knows he's strong and, and he has speed. So if nothing else, he has that. And it obviously impressed Brandon Sheriff. I still think... What is the point of getting the, rid of those two? Let them fight it out in training camp and Agreed. see what happens. But hey, they did what they did and now they, they're stuck with it. And hopefully they don't have egg on their face after they go through this and two of them blow out their knee and then we're back to square one. But Yeah, we'll but see. in the meantime, some of the rookie guys have looked really good. Cosme's one of them. No, so good. OTA is killing yeah. it. Yeah, well, they say in his lateral movement, his speed the way his hands are positioned, things like that. I mean, these guys have been in the league for a long time. They've seen a lot of this bullshit with no pads on, and they know feet motion and everything else, what these guys can do. Now, oh, yeah, yeah. It's, I'm not... it's, it's night and day with the pads on. We all know that. They get an idea. They know how hard they punch, how long their arms are. Right. Yeah. I mean, they they go through combines and shit like that. They know what these guys, to a certain extent, can do. And apparently, even though they're wearing shells, um, this has been a pretty intense OTA sessions, you know, according to Eric Flowers, for instance, comparing the two between Jay Gruden's vacation period of OTAs versus this, it's a big difference. It's a lot more competitive. You know, you got to compete every single day. You're not handed jack shit. And so they're hitting a little bit. I mean, shit, like you said, Heineke got a shiner by a defensive end. Don't <laughs> yeah, you? I mean, it was off a of play action, boom, play. They weren't wearing helmets and he just took a clocker. But they have seen some things out of guys even without the pads on. And like you said, things have been more intense in practice. Rivera's been happy with it. And he's not the type of guy that's going to like gloat about how awesome these guys are all the time. If somebody's playing like shit, he's going to say they're playing like shit. And there's yeah. a certain amount of guys, especially some of the young guys that they drafted. For example, Deami Brown, the wide receiver out of North Carolina. They said the guy's a fucking speed demon. That's one of the reasons why they brought him in. He's Oh, they had a first round grade on him, Noel. Don't first forget. First round grade. Up to the last pick of the draft. First round grade. First round grade. Know? First round Amazing grade. Amazing how that works. Yeah, but they said he's a speed demon. He's been all over the fucking place. I mean, he burned Apke once. That that's tough. That's, that's quite a That's feat. a tough one. Let yeah. me guess. Apke took the wrong angle on it. Apke's playing corner now. Did you know, I know. that? Man, talk I know. about toast. But like that should be his name. But they're <laughs> right. <laughs> what a dry toast, yeah. <laughs> that's his name fuck fuck me um but you know but then there's guys like i root for these guys the little guy like Jarrett patterson the running back out of buffalo who like ran for i don't know eight thousand yards in a game <laughs> eight touchdowns and shit like that yeah you know he's like five six they say he's five eight my ass in heels you know that the guy is that big but Hey, they said he's been running all over the place. He hit a hole and flew down the field. Well, we'll see. They said he's like in the Darren Sproles mold, I guess. Yeah, like a little guy. But who knows? Maybe he can make the team and be a returner or something. But who knows, Matt? 
Who knows? Who knows? This year we get to see those preseason heroes, you know, like the old days. Yeah. I guarantee you Patterson's going to be one of those guys. Oh, Patterson's going to scamper down off a screen pass for like an 80-yarder or something and the crowd favorite. I'm kind of interested to see how the three preseason games is going to go, how they're going to manage that. And they're taking two weeks off in between the last preseason game and week one. So yeah. they're going to have to treat that as a basically a real game. No, absolutely. You absolutely. Would think. Yeah. So that should be interesting how they do that. And like we said, look, got a long way to go. Long way to go. And we'll have more of these conversations about hypotheticals. And did you see that catch? Harmon's back. Or whoever the hell we want to talk about. And mini camps next week, and we should get more information then. That's where a a little bit of the real stuff starts. Right now, it's just these guys walking around and doing bullshit and like, hey, look at me. But hey, it's football, right? Pretty important to most people. (laughs) But that's going to do it for this episode. We're on all major podcast platforms. Please rate, review, and subscribe. If you like this show, please share it on social media. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, the Facebook group, and our website, beltwaysportsbros.com. Thanks again for listening. And we will see you on Wednesday.